The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. The Holy Gospel for the third Sunday of Advent is found in Matthew chapter 11. You can find that printed on page 10. And and obviously here this morning, the sermon is based on this lesson. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth. Among those born of women... There has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist, yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Earlier this year, actually in, in late summer and, and early fall, there was an art ex- exhibition at the Met, you know, short for the Metropolitan Art Museum. And it was an art exhibition that received absolutely rave reviews. Here's what New York Magazine said about it. The New Yorker declared, this show is a nonstop sequence of arousals and exhilarations. The New York Times wrote this, the exhibition illuminates the process of both making and looking at art in remarkable ways. To put it simply, the exhibition was actually an exhibition of unfinished art. And, And so you can imagine what they titled it. They, they called it unfinished. And it was an absolutely stunning exhibition. 
there was some pieces of art that were accidentally not finished. There was one piece of art made by an artist of an African-American man. His, his face was beautifully painted, but the rest of it was sort of just a stick figure because he had never been able to return for a second sitting because of the Vietnam War. There was those kinds of unfinished art. There was also unfinished art that was actually purposely unfinished. Or, or to put it another way, the piece of art appeared unfinished, but it was actually finished. And maybe you didn't know this, but this is actually a style of art. They call it not infinito, like infinity. They call, call it non finito. Because it appears non finito, it appears unfinished, but it actually is very finished. And, and some very famous artists use this Aesthetic, like Rembrandt and, and Titian. And the whole point of this known finito style is that the viewer would use his or her imagination to finish it and see what the artist is doing. Now, one of the most breathtaking examples of this from, from the exhibition that we're calling unfinished, was actually a sculpture by Rodin. And it was a sculpture that was made out of a, a brute and very basic piece of marble. And up out of the marble came this hand, but it, it's a hand that didn't have human proportions. So you can immediately recognize the fact that this hand is divine. And the hand comes up, and in the hand is a man and a woman. And some of the parts of the man and the woman are intricately and delicately sculpted exactly the way that Rodin wanted it. But the rest of the man and the woman is unfinished. As if Rodin had captured God in 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 the act of creating and making, and the viewer can see right in front of the viewer's eyes is God's hand finishing what he has left unfinished. That's exactly what we have in this gospel lesson for today. God's an artist. And he is giving you the chance to let your imagination run incredibly wild by faith. Because God's hand has entered and broken into this world of brokenness. And he is calling on you to have a faith big enough to see what God means to finish. His work of renewal. And I want you to see this in our very first verse for today. That there's actually an incredible tension that happens in Matthew chapter 11, verse 2. Look at that verse again with me. The tension between what is finished and what is unfinished. Here's what Matthew writes. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing. 
Nobody is debating the fact what Christ has already accomplished. Nobody is debating the fact that He has already finished incredible, miraculous things. In fact, John knows it. And he's admitting it. But what John is questioning is what Jesus has left unfinished. He's still in prison. And the bars, as he paced that little jail cell and he went back and forth, what the bars said to him is that Jesus Christ has not yet finished his work of renewal and release from slavery. And so John, what was John supposed to do? How was he supposed to make sense of the jail cell? How was he supposed to make the sense that he was just a little pawn in this geopolitical uh, uh, war that was going on? How was he supposed to make sense of the fact that he was imprisoned by this dirty, adulterous, dirtbag of a politician named Herod? How was he supposed to make sense of the fact that Jesus is out there feasting with sinners? And John's in a jail cell. Feasting on moldy bread with rats. Because I want you to understand this about John. To John, and we heard this last week, to John, Jesus was a finisher. I mean, Jesus, he's the guy who is standing on the very edge of eternity, and he's got his threshing fork in his hand, and he's going he's gonna to burn the chaff. And he, Jesus, he, he's going to separate the wheat, and he's going to bring this all to a crashing and glorious conclusion. To, to John, Jesus was a finisher. But then John is there sitting in his jail cell, seeing the bars of Jesus' unfinished work. And so John doubted Jesus' identity. You do understand that about John. It's... It's an incredible transformation. Last, he's so sure of himself that Jesus is the Christ. But all of a sudden, his circumstances change and he starts doubting Jesus' identity. And the church fathers, they wouldn't have you believe that John doubted Jesus' identity. And say, no way, no way would God's greatest prophet, would he ever doubt Jesus' identity? He must be asking for the sake of his disciples. But do you actually buy that? Do you buy it that a guy sitting in prison, he never had a single doubt about Jesus' identity? Do you buy it that Jesus, when John called two of his disciples aside and he said, go ask Jesus these really important questions, that John actually wasn't questioning Jesus' identity himself? Because I don't. I think deep down as John sat in that dank, silent jail cell that in his heart, He was asking himself this question, if Jesus is the Christ, then why hasn't he set me free? 
If Jesus is my Christ, then why is he not working powerfully in my own life? John was living in this very uncomfortable place in between the finished work of Jesus and the unfinished work of Jesus. And it's a very uncomfortable place to live, don't you think? That it's very uncomfortable for us to live in this place of the finished work of Jesus and the unfinished work of Jesus. Because we know that Jesus has the power to answer every single one of our prayers, and yet some of our prayers, they seemingly go unanswered. We understand this, that Jesus, He's got the power to cure the sick and the ailing, and yet somehow, childbirth is desperately painful for women. And there still are incurable diseases, and seemingly Jesus does nothing about it. It's uncomfortable to be in that place. It's uncomfortable to be in that place to know that Jesus rose certain people from the dead during his ministry, and he himself rose himself from the dead, and yet still, we are putting people that we love to the very bottom of our hearts in holes in the ground. It's an uncomfortable place to be. To live between what we know Jesus can do, what He's already accomplished, and to see all that He has still left unfinished in our lives. Jesus, He doesn't want us to stay in that uncomfortable place, not for long. And He doesn't want John the Baptist to stay in prison spiritually, in this place, in in this tension between what is unfinished and what is finished. So this is what Jesus does. The first thing that Jesus does is he points to his finished work. So this is what Jesus says to John. I want you to follow along right there. Right there in in our verses for today, starting at the end of verse 4 there, he says, Go back and report to John what you see and hear. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away, on account of me. So Jesus wants us to understand right away. I'm going to give you a response that doesn't require any faith. And it doesn't require any imagination at all. In fact, he gives a response that any scientist would appreciate. He says, just observe. Look with your own eyes, hear with your own ears, and you decide. It doesn't require any faith, not any imagination. You can just watch. And those disciples, they watched. They watched 
as Jesus encountered a funeral procession. And this poor widow who had lost her only son was going to bury that son. And Jesus says to this dead young man, get up. And he got up. And they saw it. (laughs) The disciples, they didn't need any faith or any kind of imagination. They just opened their eyes and they opened up their ears and this is what they heard. They heard about Jesus sending demons shrieking. They heard about Jesus cleaning skin that was once full of leprosy. They heard Jesus say, your sins are forgiven. It was as if Jesus, as he walked around in the world, that he was the very epicenter of all life. Because anything that Jesus touched, any prayer that he answered, anything that Jesus was around, became vibrant and abundant and green and healed like nothing anyone had ever seen before. Jesus just said to those people, just open up your eyes and open up your ears and you'll see that I am God's hand Come into the world to finish God's work of salvation. Right there, you could say, right there in front of John and his disciples was God's hand lovingly and creatingly finishing what was unfinished. But Jesus isn't done. Hidden in this answer was a call to John to let his imagination run wild by faith. I I want you to think about this, the human imagination. It's it's awesomely powerful. Helps us to see what's right around the corner. It's, It's our imagination as we think about what's coming that can make us fearful or afraid, but it can also, if we imagine the right things and the scriptural things, it can make us very hopeful. And it can give us mission and purpose. And so Jesus, what he does here is he's actually quoting the Holy Scriptures. Here's what he's quoting from Isaiah chapter 35. It was actually our first lesson for today. He says to John, I want you to imagine this. That this is what is happening. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then will the lame leap like deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. It's as if Jesus were saying to John, it's happening. The greening of the world. It's happening. Just as God promised. He's finishing his promised work. God, God's hand, it's, it's breaking into the world and it's redeeming the world and everything that you can imagine in Holy Scripture. It's breaking into the world in this moment for you and 
for me. John, imagine it. Let your imagination absolutely run wild through the pages of Scripture because this greenness and this life, it's going to spread all the way to the ends of the earth. See what Jesus is doing? He's calling John by faith to imagine the renewal that is coming right from his jail cell. To imagine what will happen with the unfinished work of God. So I got to tell you that I don't think uncomfortable is the right word. I don't think uncomfortable is the right word to describe people living in between the finished work of Christ and the unfinished work of Christ. You know what word Jesus gives to people living in that tension? Blessed. That's the word that he gives. He says, blessed are you who are in prison. He said, blessed are you who are sick. Blessed are you who suffer pain in childbirth. Blessed are you who have an incurable disease. Blessed are you who put loved ones in holes in the ground. He says, blessed are you who live in this tension between the unfinished work of Christ and the finished work of Christ. Blessed are you because you have seen, you have seen with your own eyes and you've heard about it, what He has already finished. On a cross. He's redeemed you. Blessed are you because you've already seen His power over death. And that one day, those who you love will live again. Blessed are you because you know what's coming right around the corner. You know it, don't you? You know that right around the corner, Jesus will touch that prayer. You know what happens when Jesus touches the dead and the sick. When he comes around, that's when everything changes. Blessed are you who live in that place between the finished work of Christ and the unfinished work of Christ. Just imagine it. Imagine what's right around the corner. Let your imagination absolutely run wild about what Jesus will do when he comes again. A brand new creation. You know, I started this sermon talking about this artistic work that we call Non Finito. It gives the viewer an opportunity to, to let their imagination run wild, to complete in their mind's eye what the artist wants to do. And, and I told you about this divine hand that's coming out of like the cloud or out of heaven itself. And there's a man and a woman 
in that hand and they're not quite finished yet. You are in God's hand. And He will finish His work. Let your imagination run wild. Amen.